The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mental Reps Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining with me today. And truly, before I dive too deep into today's episode, I really just wanted to take a second to slow down. And as this platform continues to grow, really just express my true gratitude for all of my listeners, everyone who tunes in every week, everyone who joins in on the conversation. I just, I appreciate the heck out of you and being able to grow this platform and really get a chance to speak uh, with so many of you every single week is a dream come true. It, It is so far beyond what I thought possible with starting a podcast. And I am so glad, so grateful that I did, but I would not be here today without all of you guys joining in to the conversation. So seriously, just really, really love hearing from all of you guys, whether that's on Instagram or shooting me messages or just just the feedback has been overwhelming. And I, I think it is my absolute favorite part of creating this space. So thank you each a ton. And I just am really excited to continue to show up and give my take on so many different aspects when it comes to health and fitness. And truly, I know just from the conversations that I've had and the audience that I have, I know you guys are out there. You're working hard, you're grinding day in and day out, and you're trying your best to really just be a sponge uh, when it comes to any and all information. And it really does mean the world to me that with everything out there, all of the info that you have access to, you choose to listen to me and what I have to say. And that is incredible. So thank you a ton. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are new here and this is your first time joining us, a huge welcome to the party. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so glad that you are joining in and you've joined in on a really good episode, if I do say so myself, because this week we are going to be talking through and hopefully having some breakthroughs when it comes to nutrition, Um, because nutrition is undoubtedly the hardest piece of the puzzle when it comes to health and fitness. So we are going to be diving deep into essentially a, you know, virtual full day of eating for me personally, um, as well as a lot of my just nutrition do's and don'ts uh, for habits and information and strategies that I've implemented for myself that I've noticed make a really big difference uh, in my progress. Because like I said, nutrition is truly make or break. It's not just, you know, oh, eat healthier. It's not just to have a few vegetables. And I think there's different layers when it comes to nutrition. If you're super new to the game, yes, eat some vegetables. That's a huge step forward. But if you're looking to take your results from good to great or great to exceptional, it's almost entirely going to be about dialing in on your nutrition. It's, it's kind of almost like uh, work smarter, not harder right? It's not just about grinding harder in the gym or lifting heavier or doing more cardio. It's it's using nutrition as the tool and as the aid that it can be to push your results forward, not take away from them, not, you know, put a halt to them, not, you know, stand in your own way essentially with your nutrition. Because if you can master this or at least just work on actively improving, again, it's going to push your results forward. Not only seeing, you know, progress from the workouts that you're doing in the gym, but seeing exceptional results day in and day out with everything that you're doing and understanding a lot more of what your body needs in particular. So this is today's episode, just because I've been getting a a lot of questions uh, through Instagram, just through different areas with uh, cutting and bulking and different phases. And what do I eat for this? Or how should I change for that? And I, I hear you guys, I truly, truly feel for you because this for me was an area that I, I really wish I had more guidance in when I had first started. So back in, in college, I did have a nutritionist. We had a nutritionist who worked with the team. And I mean, I could have picked her brain any day of the week. I could have asked her a million and one questions, but it just wasn't a focus for me. It wasn't a priority. It was never something I really thought twice about. I mean, sure, I ate healthy and I, you know, when I went to the dining hall, I was filling my plate up with veggies and lean sources of protein. I mean, I knew the basics, but I really didn't care to know more than that. If I wanted to have a giant bowl of pasta heading into practice, I was going to do it. 
Like I had no idea that maybe that many complex carbs that close to my activity probably wasn't the greatest idea. Like I just, I didn't really care. I, I ate what I knew and it fueled me great. I felt awesome. And being an athlete, not that you have to care less about your food choices, but it definitely comes with a little bit more grace when you are just purely that active. So looking back, I really do wish that I had utilized our nutritionist a bit more and just got more from that. Um, because when I really did, you know, fly solo post-college graduation, diving into my own health and fitness journey, uh, it was a giant question mark. And I started tracking my food. I downloaded my fitness pal because that's what I thought you should do. And that's what I heard you should do. And I, I started taking the quote unquote right steps, but there was so many wrong things along the way that I really do wish that I had almost not skipped over that phase because it forced me to teach myself, uh, which is where all of my information, well, most of my information comes from today. Obviously now I'm certified uh, through precision nutrition as well when it comes to nutrition. And I have a heck of a lot of experience, but if I hadn't gone through the wrong shit, there's no way I would know the right shit. And guess what? There's so many more things that I have yet to learn and really only scratching the surface. Uh, when it comes to nutrition. So for me, it was 100% the hardest thing to learn. Um, and truly, I, th I think that's because it's it's so overwhelming, right? Anybody can get to the gym. You can dedicate you know, 45 minutes of your day to move your body. I think that is way more feasible and way more doable than caring about your nutrition for 24 hours of the day, right? You're looking at an hour of exercise versus what the heck are you eating for the other 23 hours? And when you look at it like that, I mean, it's no wonder that nutrition makes up a heck of a lot more of your results than the workout does. But the two of them do have to work together. And, and for me, I, I used to struggle so hard with just not, not fueling my body. It was really the bottom line. I, I used to be a huge snacker. Well, meh. Honestly, I still kind of am. I love myself a snack. I will never turn down a snack. But I, people around me used to make fun of me that I ate like a bird, like just a little picky here, a little picky there, like a little bit this, a little nibble there. Like that's not food. <laughs> that's not fuel. That's not helping any bit of the two hour workout I just did when I'm like snacking on a little handful of like granola. Like that just ain't it. So I used to be a huge snacker, way more than I am now. Um, and I used to restrict a lot of just my meals, my calories, my food. It was always less, 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 less until it came to dessert. And then it was more, 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 more. I freaking, I still, to this day, I have a huge sweet tooth. I always talk about it. I don't restrict any of my sweet tooth needs, cravings, any of that. I just find a way to make it all fit. And that's kind of what I want to showcase and, and share with you guys today with the lessons that I've learned and also just how I formulate my meals and my day and what I'm having for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, um, to kind of give you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, give you guys an idea of how to do so for yourself. Um, and I say for yourself too, because there's no amount of eat this, eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that, that I can tell you that'll 100% guarantee your results. Nutrition, although a big piece of the puzzle, is not the only piece of the puzzle, and it's a very, very individualized thing. Just because I eat protein oats and, I don't know, ground turkey for dinner doesn't mean if you eat protein oats and ground turkey for dinner, you'll see great results. You'll feel great. You'll, I don't know, build muscle, lose weight, do this, do that. Like It doesn't work like that. And that's also the tricky part when it comes to nutrition is, is workouts can be a little bit less individualized, right? Person A and person B can do an identical workout program and they'll both probably see progress, right? Maybe one person more than the other, whatever, uh, depending on other factors. But nutrition, if person A and person B ate the exact same things, it, it's not going to work. It just, it doesn't work like that. It has so many other variables, past dieting history, your lifestyle, your genetics, your hormones, your body makeup, your calorie expenditure. I could go on and on and on. So I want to use today to, like I said, break down some of my staple meals for you guys. So you have ideas on how to fill your plate. You have inspiration when it comes to pairing certain foods together and kind of with the do's and don'ts that I'm going to go through at the end, you can start maybe cutting back on some of the habits that you may have formed around nutrition that you may have read at some point and then just been able to, I don't know, implement for no reason, or you don't really know why you're doing it. And it may not be beneficial. So going through do's and don'ts, I think is helpful, but also giving you guys a typical breakdown of, you know, what my day looks like. So kind of a vocal, like I said, a virtual full day of eating, uh, which I've done, you know, the visual side of things quite a bit on Instagram through posts and reels and 
but you can only really see so much of that. And I'm not going to go explaining in depth my breakfast on Instagram. It's just like a snapshot of like, here's what it is. Here's what I'm eating. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper for you guys today to hopefully give you some inspiration as well. So a typical what I eat in a day, let's break it down, baby. And first thing I will say, and I will acknowledge wholeheartedly, I'm a hungry bitch. <laughs> I am hungry. I'm hungry 90% of my day. I could always eat. I will very rarely turn down food. I love food. Food is fuel. Food, yes. Like I, I'm one of those people who people look at me and they're like, you're eating again? Like, are you kidding? And I'm like, yes, I'm starving, right? I ate 20 minutes ago, but I'm hungry now. Like my body, and that is again, a lot to do with my body composition, my muscle, my lifts, my workouts. It's a well-oiled machine. Put good fuel in, get good results out. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And that is a huge shift from the hell of restriction that I used to kind of put myself through and the just death of like 20 calories is like a sufficient post-workout meal. Like we're just, we're not doing that anymore. So I'm hungry. I know I'm always hungry and I'm constantly fueling my body. I really do eat uh, five to six, sometimes more times a day. So typically for me, what that would look like is a pre-workout kind of, I call it a snack. Um, I don't really consider that like a meal because usually I'm not sitting down to eat. We'll, we'll get into it in a second, but pre-workout snack, usually around three to four, like primary meals and then usually around one to two snacks as well again that's very rough sometimes it's four to five meals and like one snack sometimes it's three to four snacks because i'm getting snacky and then i have to taper back a little bit on the meals just from a calorie standpoint so Typically speaking, uh, I eat probably every three to four hours. Um, luckily, I work from home, which <laughs> aligns very well with that. I don't need to pack, you know, a gajillion containers into a lunchbox and like head out for the door for the day. I can eat at my leisure uh, from my kitchen when I get hungry. So with that being said, that does not mean I just wing it for the day. I have myself a plan. You bet your ass I have things planned out. And actually what I want to do after I dive a little deeper into some of these meals is even read you guys one of my, maybe even for today, I'll pull it up, um, my my fitness pal log, which I go in and pre-log every single day to have at least a rough estimate of what I'm going to be eating to make sure that I have my meals logged in. I know what I'm eating. I know what's happening when, and all of my targets are hit, which is a huge, huge, huge thing that I would recommend just pre-logging to anyone out there who is tracking their food. Uh, we will get into that in just a bit. So to start the day, like I said, a pre-workout snack. I actually just started this. Uh, and I really mean just started probably within the last week of actually eating something before my workouts. So before everyone's like, what? You're supposed to, I know. I know I typically work out around 6 a.m. Uh, in the morning and I'm not hungry at that time. Uh, I mean, I am like a hungry when I wake up kind of person, but like you're pulling me, you're pulling me out of bed at five o'clock. I'm not springing out of bed, ready to go. I'm exhausted. Usually I'm not hungry. I'm, I'm pretty much half asleep until I'm like halfway through my workout basically. So I haven't for the last year or two been eating really anything uh, before my workouts in the morning because I'm just simply not hungry. I'll go do my workout fasted um, and then I'll come home and, and jump into a bigger, you know, post-workout meal, typically a bigger breakfast. Now, as of the last week and a half or so, I had a meeting with a GI specialist just with all of these stomach issues that I've been dealing with. And she basically told me, which is information I already knew, but choose to ignore um, how bad it is for your body, your progress, your hormones to be working out, especially lifting in a fasted state right? Because you're sleeping all night, which is what, seven, eight hours of fasting. And then you're waking up and you're going another three, four hours of fasting. And you're putting your body through a muscle breakdown in your lift. Like that is so bad for your hormones. It's so bad for your, your body. You're pretty much in a catabolic state where your body's just breaking down muscle tissue for way too many hours. Uh, again, this is something that I knew, but I personally wasn't really seeing any negative effects from it. Um, it's not like I wasn't progressing in my workouts. It's not like I was having a hard time seeing progress. So it was kind of just one of those, you know, I'll worry about it when I need to kind of deal. So we have reached the point of needing to worry about it. So I have now introduced a pre-workout snack uh, before my workout, which I will usually eat as I'm like heading out the door or driving to the gym, where I will try to aim for around 20 grams of carbs and around 20 grams of protein before I train. 
Um, fats are on the lower side. You don't typically want a good dose of fats before a workout just because they are slower digesting and they could slow you down a little bit. So around 20 grams of carbs, around 20 grams of protein, give or take, uh, before I go work out. So what I did uh, this past week was actually create my own protein balls. Um, I made them from scratch. I used uh, the vegan protein powder that I used. I used chia seeds and coconut and dark chocolate dairy-free chips and all just a few different ingredients. And I rolled myself up some protein balls and I stuck those bitches in the fridge and they were great. They were really, really good. Um, I did that intentionally because a lot of times protein bars in general hurt my stomach. And with all the issues I've been dealing with, I'm like, I don't want to introduce that into my stomach first thing in the morning on an empty stomach before I go work out. Like I'm going to be in so much pain trying to get my lift done. I'm not dealing with that. So I took matters into my own hands and made my own protein balls, which were great. Um, I actually just got a new protein bar that I tried for the first time this morning. Uh, they're called No Cow. <laughs> Literally, they're dairy-free uh, protein bars, and they have around 25 to 30 grams of carbs uh, and around 20 grams of protein as well. So from what I can tell, I, I like them. I tried the birthday cake one just the other day to try it out. And then I tried the peanut butter chocolate chip one before my workout this morning. And it's good. I, I mean, I have no problem with the taste. I think the consistency is pretty good. Uh, the only thing I will say is they have around 16 to 17 grams of fiber, which is a lot in one go, especially first thing in the morning. Um, I didn't notice any issues with it this morning causing any stomach pain, um, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that. So that is kind of what my during the weekday pre-workout snack looks like. Now, if I can, which is typically the weekends when I train, I'm not training at 6 a.m. on a Saturday, fuck no, I will eat real food. So that could be eggs, that could be egg whites, that could be a sandwich, that could be, usually I do like an English muffin, peanut butter, banana situation. I, I will always opt for real food when I can, but like you will not catch me dead chefing up scrambled eggs at 5.30 in the morning. Like I, I just, I can't do that. So I'm going with the protein bar for now. Um, and then on the weekends or anytime during the week where I train a little bit later, I will opt for real food. So it's usually around anywhere from like 200 to 300-ish calories in that pre-workout snack as I'm heading to the gym. Then we are heading home from the gym and it is my favorite time of the day. You guys know how in the start of this episode I said I'm a hungry bitch. I will backpedal. I'm a breakfast bitch. I will eat breakfast every single meal of the day for weeks and weeks on end if I could. Like it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be pancakes, could be French toast, waffles. We've got oatmeal, we've got eggs, we've got avocado toast. Like if I could just surround myself in breakfast foods, like I would eat thousands of calories a day and be a happy camper. So First meal of my day after my workout is my breakfast, my post-workout meal and it's breakfast. It's just, oh, it's freaking amazing. So 99% of the time I will do my protein oatmeal, which I'm, I've talked about it a little bit on here. Um, I post about it all the time on Instagram. It is my favorite meal of the day, so much so that I've had it every single morning for going on two years or so now literally two years or so, not only because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. It tastes good. Like I, I get so excited for my protein oatmeal. I, I call it oats o'clock. Like, oh, it's almost oats o'clock. I'm like heading out at the gym and everyone around me is like, what is this girl doing a little dancey dance for? And it's like, I'm in my head screaming. It's oats o'clock, baby. Like I can't wait to get home and have my oatmeal. And I know I sound like a crazy person because who gets that excited for oatmeal? But if you have tried my recipe, you can probably agree. So protein oats typically post-workout as my first official meal. Um, and the reason that I do this is yes, because it tastes good and I freaking love it, but because the actual meal itself offers a solid dose of around 20 grams of protein, which is awesome for post-workout. It also gives me simple and complex carbs, um, which you need for after a workout. Now, when you're done with the workout, you need to be replenishing everything that you just broke down. So simple carbs, which are kind of, I put apples on top, which are a great simple carb. Those can be utilized to start repairing and replenishing some of the glycogen stores from your workout. Um, but then also the complex carbs of the oats themselves will keep me full and satisfied for, you know, the rest of my morning. Cause not only is this a post-workout meal, this is also the meal that's going to get me going and give me the energy necessary for the next couple of hours of my day. So I don't want to strictly just be thinking about workout recovery. I also want to be thinking about sustained energy, which is where the oats part of it comes into play there. Um, it also has a good amount of fiber. I've actually even been adding in some chia seeds on top. I have a ton left over from those protein balls. So I've been trying to use those. Um, and then healthy fats, I put peanut butter on top 
for that as well. So depending on the workout, depending on the pre-log for the day, depending on all those factors, I can add in more oats. If I need more carbs, I can add in more peanut butter on top. If I need more fats, I can, I can manipulate that recipe essentially to be the same fantastic bowl of oats, but give me different quantities depending on what's going on. And the reason I love that as well is because, hey, it's a, a Friday night. You've got a happy hour planned with your girls. You're going out. You are pre-logging in some drinks and you guys are getting apps. Like, you know, there's going to be a pretty calorie dense meal there. You can still have your protein oatmeal for breakfast, but maybe you dial a little bit back on the oats. So it's a little bit less carb heavy, or maybe you dial a little bit back on the peanut butter. You don't put any peanut butter on top. So it's less fat heavy, saving yourself some calories for later in the day, but still enjoying your protein oatmeal. So that's kind of the way I like to look at it when it comes to meals. Um, but if I'm not doing protein oats for the morning, sometimes I will do a bagel and eggs or like two scrambled eggs and egg whites kind of mixed in together. I will always, always, always put some sort of vegetable in with my eggs. Uh, it's usually mushrooms, spinach, peppers, something along those lines just chop it up and scramble it right in with those. I've actually been loving uh, blueberry bagels lately, which you do like a blueberry bagel with some peanut butter and then like a scrambled egg situation on the side. Woo, your girl's getting hungry. I think I'm gonna need breakfast after this. So that's another go-to for me as well. Sometimes even just eggs and avocado toast, kind of a similar split there. Um, but basically making sure that my breakfast meal has a solid amount of protein in it, has a good carbohydrate in it, has some sort of fruit or veggie, and then has a little bit of fat. Again, you don't want too many fats pre or post workout. Is it the end of the world if you have extra fat post workout? No, it's not like it's going to ruin the, the progress you made in your workout. But again, it's just a little bit slower to digest. So I try to avoid too, too many fats for breakfast. But those are kind of my staples when it comes to that first meal. Okay, now that breakfast is done, I usually eat breakfast probably around anywhere from like 8.30 to 9.30 range, again, depending on my workout, when I'm home, shower, XYZ, um, usually in that range. Now, for the rest of my, pretty much the rest of my meals for the day, meals two, three, four, sometimes even five, this is the way I like to think about it. And it kills me that you guys overcomplicate the shit out of this because it, it can be so simple and that's the way it should be. So for my pretty much rest of my day, my brain does this. Pick a protein, pick a carb, pick a veggie, add a fat. That's it. You don't need to start creating some gourmet recipes, trying to like saute up some sauce while this is in the oven. No, no, we, no. Your meals for the rest of the day, for ease of creation, for ease of logging, for just mental sanity should be pretty simple. Now, the further you get through your health and fitness journey, yeah, spice it up, add some different stuff in, log this, do that, change things around by all means. But if you're new to this and you're listening to this episode in the hopes of gaining some pointers when it comes to new nutrition, keep it simple. Keep it so simple that it's almost stupid simple where you're like, is it really this easy? Yes, yes. So like I said, pick a protein, pick a carb, pick a veggie, add a fat. And I will do this for meals two, three, and four in certain quantities as I'm pre-logging for the day. So I have my breakfast logged in. I've got this logged in. Depending on where I'm at for those factors, maybe I'll do a little bit more protein or a little bit less carbs. Or hey, like I said, I'm going out to happy hour. I have you know a ton of my calories saved up for the end of the day. Maybe my meal two needs to just be a little bit protein and maybe only a little bit of veggies, right? Keeping things simple in those categories. So typically speaking, you guys are like, okay, we get it. You pick one of each, but like, what do I pick, right? There's so many options out there. What's good? What's bad? What's easy? What's hard? What's this? What's that? Pick what you like. Personally speaking, I'm not like a huge red meat kind of gal. So usually my meal preps don't include any sort of red meat preparation, right? My protein sources that I will typically bulk prep, meaning I just cook a ton of them and then keep them in their own containers in the fridge is usually chicken breast, usually ground turkey. I like to do the 93-7 lean ground turkey. Uh, I will usually pick up a pack of boar's head honey maple turkey, like sliced from the deli, um, tuna, whether that is a can of tuna, the individual like on the go packs of tuna, um, or even like tuna, uh, tuna steaks. I actually have a bag of frozen tuna steaks in the freezer right now, um, or some kind of fish. I love shrimp. I love salmon, uh, tilapia. I, I'm a huge seafood person. So that's, that's, that is more few and far between though. My staples each week, I will cook up a shit ton of chicken breast. 
keep that in a container. Boom, that's in the fridge. I will cook up probably about one to two packs of ground turkey, cook that up, boom, container in the fridge. I will get about a pound of boar's head honey maple turkey that's sitting in the fridge. Tuna, again, depending. Right now I have about two packs of like the on-the-go um, little containers of tuna. Like I like the hickory smoked one. If you're ever at the grocery store, pick that puppy up. It's so good. Um, and then same thing, fish again is more few and far between, but the turkey, the chicken and the tuna are kind of my staples when it comes to protein sources. When it comes to picking a carb, uh, my go-to carbs are typically brown rice, white rice, uh, potatoes, whether that's just regular, you know, golden or white potatoes uh, or sweet potatoes, usually some sort of English muffin or bread or um, bagel. Like I said earlier, something easy. Again, I don't have to bulk prep a bagel. I just buy the bagels and then they're sitting there. But what you don't want to do with your nutrition, and I know you guys are probably like taking notes of like different options. Don't go to the grocery store after listening to this, buy a thing of chicken, buy a thing of ground turkey, buy a thing of tuna, buy brown rice, get sweet potatoes, grab pasta. Holy shit, you're going to wind up spending probably about a zillion dollars and all of it's going to go bad before you have a chance to use it. So instead, pick one to two or even two to three of each of these and use that for the week. And if you're like, oh, but I get bored of my meals. Well, cool. Guess what? Next week, you can switch it. Be a little bit bored for this week. I would rather you be a little bit bored and stick to it and be consistent with targets than try to change it up, make it way too complicated, buy way too many sources of protein, and then you're throwing out half a pack of chicken by the end of the week because you bought 10 other kinds of fish in the meantime. So keep it simple. My fats, like I said, out of fat, um, usually avocados, peanut butter is another one I'm usually consuming. Uh, salad dressings are also usually pretty high in fat. Uh, any kind of nuts. Right now I have the individual um, pre-portioned out packs of cashews in my cupboard right now. Um, and then also protein sources that have fat in them. So salmon, for example, is really good protein and fat. Eggs, are really good protein and fat. Chicken thigh also has a little bit more fat in it. Same thing, ground turkey. If I ever needed more fat in my diet, instead of changing up all of my meals, instead what I would do is instead of picking up 93.7 lean ground turkey, I would maybe get the 80-20 ground turkey. There's more fat in that and there's still protein in that. So that's kind of the way I like to think about it. And then as far as veggie goes, add as many vegetables into your meals as possible. Like if you're like, I don't, I think I'm, no, add more right? Eat the rainbow in regards to all of your foods, but especially your fruits and vegetables, because what they're going to do is all kind of work together. And every vegetable, depending on its source, depending on the color, depending on what it is, it's going to offer you a different sort of vitamin, mineral, micronutrient. So if you're only ever eating things that are white, you're eating pasta, you're eating bread, you're eating yogurt, you're eating egg whites, you're eating, I don't know, white, basically, you're going to be lacking a ton of nutrients versus someone who is eating all of those things, but they're also eating green beans. They're also eating mushrooms. They're also eating avocado. They're having spinach. They're eating red bell peppers. Like they have colors in there. So when it comes to picking a veggie, same thing applies for fruit for this category. It should be something of color and should be something kind of different. So if last week you grabbed green beans and peppers from the grocery store and that was what you had for your veggies for the week, I challenge you to pick two different ones for this week. Pick up mushrooms and asparagus, right? Like change up the vegetables and fruits that you're consuming because if you're just sticking with the same thing over and over again, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but again, it's going to be pretty challenging to eat all of the foods necessary to eat all of the nutrients that you really need. So that's kind of the way I like to think of those meals, two through four. And it'll usually just be a big old bowl, like a gigantic bowl for my kitchen with a combination of all three or all four, right? So for my second meal, maybe I'm doing chicken, rice, mushrooms, avocado, throwing some hot sauce on top. Boom, done. All of those things are already cooked. So all I have to do is put it on a pan to warm it up and then put it in a bowl. Like done. I weigh out the chicken, throw it in the pan. Weigh out the mushrooms, throw it in the pan. Weigh out the rice, throw it in the pan. Done. Five minutes later, I'm eating my food. It was that simple. And then, oh, next meal rolls around. I'm like, huh, okay, I have chicken available. I have ground turkey available. Eh, I don't know. I kind of want the ground turkey for dinner. So let's do some tuna for lunch. And guess what? I can start logging in my tuna. And then I can maybe do a tuna sandwich and log in some bread. Like that's the way I like to think about my meals is protein first, then carb, then veggie, then add a fat. And if you can do that for all of your meals, 
you're going to have a much easier time hitting your nutrition targets, but also just staying consistent with, am I eating the right thing? Am I eating healthy? Is this a good choice? If you can check off each of those boxes, I guarantee it is. Okay, so I know this all sounds or hopefully sounds good in theory with, all right, yeah, I got it. I'll pick a protein and I'll pick a this and I'll add this in, but it still can get very overwhelming. So I actually am going to, I have my phone up right now. I'm going to read you guys just my pre-log for today. And I filled this whole thing out last night. I was watching uh, Sunday Night Football and I was pre-logging for the next day. It can be that simple. And the reason it's kind of a piece of cake for me is because I know in my refrigerator, I have cooked chicken, I have ground turkey, I have potatoes, I have rice. So instead of sitting here like, what's for lunch? And like knowing dang well, you got nothing in the fridge. Like that's a hard question to answer. I don't fucking know what you're going to have for lunch because you got no food here. So if you don't grocery shop, you don't plan for this, you don't plan to succeed, guess what? You're not going to succeed. And then pre-logging, yeah, it is a hassle because you're going to be racking your brain trying to figure out what the heck's in the freezer that you can start de-thawing or whatever. And it's just, it's a headache and that it doesn't need to be. So for me, this took about five and a half minutes. If that, I want to say five and a half seconds. It's so fast. So the way I like to do it typically is I will log in my protein oats because I have them every freaking morning. I will log in my dinner and I kind of bookend the day like that because those are two more of my solid meals. Um, I will then also go in and log some sort of snack, sweet treat, you name it. I'll go through a few of my favorites there in a second. And the reason I do that is because there is no reason in the whole wide world anyone should be restricting or neglecting or refusing to eat the foods that you love. Now, you can't only eat the foods that you love, but there is a balance in there. And for me, that includes having some sort of sweet or snack at the end of my night. Okay, so that that's that's what we're looking at right now. So reading off my my fitness pal for breakfast, we have my protein oats. We've got it topped with apples, blueberries, and some peanut butter. We did not do chia seeds because chia seeds are high in fiber. And as I mentioned, my new pre-workout protein bars super high in fiber. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't eat that much fiber in one day. So no chia seeds for the protein oatmeal this morning. For meal number two, we've got a little bit of like a turkey avocado salad situation where I'm gonna be doing the boar's head honey maple turkey. I've also got logged in here some romaine lettuce. We've got some cucumbers. We've got some avocado. We've got some blueberries, some apples, kind of like a summer salad. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when the weather is like warm or hot or sunny, I want more like summery type food. So we did a little bit of a protein salad, so to speak. So that's meal number two. Meal number three, we are going to be having some tuna. It's the hickory smoked one, as I said earlier. Um, and I'm just going to be doing that on a rice cake with some cucumbers. I have, as I'm recording this, have a busy, busy day ahead of me. So I know I'm going to be on the go a little bit when it comes to my work schedule, meaning having the ease of a quick tuna rice cake situation for protein and carbs is really important. And it's easy for me to do that versus trying to cook up a whole meal. Now, for dinner, we are going to be doing chicken, rice, corn, and avocado with some hot sauce on top. Again, pick a protein. We got chicken. Pick a carb. We got rice. Pick a fruit or vegetable. We've got corn. Add in a fat. We've got avocado. Boom. Add some hot sauce on top. No brainer. For snacks, I also have my morning coffee logged in. While I have my pre-workout, you know, no cow bar, which was pretty good. We also have my coffee logged in. So I usually do a little bit of creamer. Um, so I will log that in there as well. Um, as my little sweet tooth, so to speak, item, I am going to be doing two slices of the uh, pumpkin spice swirl bread that I got at the grocery store this weekend, which looks fantastic, full fall vibes, which is very funny with how I'm like, um, I want a nice, like light airy salad for the hot weather. And I'm also like, give me pumpkin spice bread. So I will be having that. I logged it in there with some butter. Um, I don't know exactly when I'm going to be having that for my day. I just know at some point I'm going to be craving something sweet. So when that time rolls around, that is what I will be having. So that's kind of what my day looks like right now. I also have a little bit of wiggle room left for my calories and macros for the day. So if I decide to have I don't know, some chocolate chips after dinner. If I decide that I don't really want the pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice swirl bread, say that five times fast, I can swap that out for something else as well. So this is a blueprint for my day. If I can follow it to a T, fantastic. I'll hit all my targets. If I want to move some things around, I absolutely can do so. But having this all laid out makes me not have to think two seconds longer than I need to when it comes to preparing my meals for the day. I can just create them based on the menu that I already have planned. I also want to make note of the fact, because I feel like I get this question a lot. Like I don't create recipes or anything fancy for those meals. Like y'all always ask me like, what, what sauce is on there? Like, Ooh, what seasonings do you use? Like 
salt and pepper. Like literally, I don't, I'm not a chef. I don't, I like to cook. I like to bake, but I'm not trying to do the most with all of my meals. I'll, I'll keep it pretty bland, pretty simple. And then if I want to add something in, for example, if I was having that chicken rice, corn avocado meal at night and I'm like, oh, this needs some sauce. I can kind of add that in on top versus cooking my entire batch of chicken with a sauce and then trying to figure out how much of that sauce got onto each breast to log that in. Like that's just, that's too much. So I will always do that in addition, but I'm not really a big sauce kind of gal. Like I go kind of minimal with that sort of thing. Same thing with like dressing, salad dressings. I'm not the person who like soaks their shit in, in things. Like to me, food should not be soggy. And if it's like completely sogged up in your sauce. Like that's gross to me. So I don't like that. I do a little bit of sauce on top and that's fine for me. Um, but when it comes to sweets specifically, I range from salty to sweet. Like there's, there's different things that I usually crave and some options that I will typically include in my food logs because they are a little bit more macro friendly. Um, again, I don't want to take up a whole calorie amount of a whole meal for like my craving at the end of the night. I want it to be a little bit smaller so that I can allot more of my calories to whole foods to fuel me rather than just eating some sweets. So uh, typically I will do either a dairy-free ice cream. Uh, right now I've been loving the So Delicious brand. Their salted caramel cluster one is absolutely elite, like elite. It is so good. Um, I'll do that. Sometimes if I, I like to bake, so sometimes I'll have like homemade cookies or something like that hanging around where I'll log in one or two of those. Um, the lesser evil popcorn brand, holy grail for snacks. I love their stuff. I use the, the Himalayan pink salt one is my favorite. Um, but I just got like their fiery hot popcorn, which I'm very intrigued to try. So I'm super excited for that, but I love their stuff. Again, popcorn is a huge volume snack, meaning I can sit on my couch watching Netflix at the end of the night with what feels like a giant bowl of popcorn. And it very easily fits into my targets for the day. So I'm not depriving myself of sweets. I'm not going to sit there and eat the family size bag, but I can have myself a serving and feel good about that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of another option. Um, sometimes I'll even do the mush overnight oats. Um, I like the coffee coconut flavor. If you guys have ever had those, they're really good. And I like to do it at the end of my night. It almost kind of tastes like I'm eating ice cream, but it's like really good complex carbs. There's protein in there. There's fiber. It's, those are awesome. I love those. Um, or even just sometimes a chocolate rice cake with peanut butter is like all that I need to satisfy my sweet tooth. So I will always log in some variation of that into my day and then work the rest of my day around it. So hopefully that gives you guys a little bit more insight into what my meals look like and how I formulate them. It, it shouldn't be anything eye-opening. It's very, very simple. It's very straightforward. And again, as you'll notice when I read through everything in my logs, like apples and blueberries popped up there a few times. Why? Because I have a batch of fresh apples and two containers of blueberries in my fridge and I want to make sure I eat them before they go bad versus me going to the grocery store, picking up apples, blueberries, pears, I don't know, peaches, bananas, and then you have all this fruit and you're like, I can't possibly finish this all in one week, right? Everything's going to go bad. So that's kind of how I like to do it for vegetables as well. Right now I have corn, I've got peppers and green beans, and I have mushrooms in there um, just to kind of keep those on rotation. So that's the way I like to think about it. Again, do not overcomplicate it. Um, start small and kind of build from that, but hopefully that was helpful. I do want to read through quite a few of my do's and don'ts as well. I made a little bit of like a comprehensive list here for like, do this shit, don't do that shit. Stop worrying about this, do this instead. Again, this is not the holy grail of all things nutrition, but if you can follow most of these do's and don'ts, especially if you are just starting out or if you have questions and you don't know where to begin, this should be where you start. So in no particular order, number one, do not, don't consume an entire meal with absolutely no protein in it. Just don't do it. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're going to wind up having to eat 20 plus grams of protein at the end of the night with no other food included. That's not fun. I don't know about you, but I don't want to sit at the kitchen table at eight o'clock at night and eat chicken. Like ugh, gross. That sounds horrible. Instead, include a decent amount of protein in all of your meals and almost front load it for the day so that you don't wind up with that situation. If you're left at the end of the night with a ton of carbs, awesome. Have yourself some pumpkin spice bread, have yourself some popcorn, have yourself some ice cream. Like the only have carbs left or only have fats left is a little bit easier to navigate than only having protein left and not just having to sit there and eat chicken. So don't even put yourself in that situation by consuming entire meals being like, oh, that doesn't have protein. It's fine. I'll catch up later in the day. Like you're not going to catch up. So break it down. I like to say 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Um, number two, do pre-log your food. 
I talked about it earlier in this episode, but that is a game changer for me, even working from home and having the ability to create all of my meals in real time from scratch. I'm not going to do that because it's still very hard to hit all of your targets on a daily basis. So pre-log your shit in. Don't eat out every day. Don't do it. It's not good for your wallet. It's not good for your body. It's not good for your energy, your calories. There is very little benefit that comes from eating out every single day other than the convenience. And if you're struggling with it because it's convenient, find ways to make eating at home more convenient. Maybe that's bulk prepping. Maybe that's packing your lunch with you. Not only is your body and your progress going to thank you, but your wallet will as well. Don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. People, you guys are out here worrying about like, I, I the craziness that I hear, I swear. Oh, fruit. Fruit has too much sugar in it. Oh, I can't eat tomatoes. I, I read this article one time that, that said that, you know, tomatoes are super inflammatory. And I had a friend who ate too many tomatoes and I swear she gained 25 pounds. Meanwhile, you're out, you know, drinking three nights a week and and following that up with Taco Bell. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. Like don't go crazy with the minute details of bullshit. Okay. Fruit. Oh, it has too much sugar. Yeah. But like, you're worried about not eating too much sugar from your fruit, but like you're sitting there eating a, a bag of candy corn. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to me. So don't go crazy. Don't start overthinking things. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't start worrying about tomatoes being inflammatory because Susie Q from down the street gained 25 pounds when she started eating tomatoes, but failed to mention that she's also eating Taco Bell five times a week. Okay, so like, just don't go crazy with the nonsense. It's nonsense. Next one, don't take on habits that you can't do forever. If you can't cut out carbs forever, don't cut out carbs now. If you can't cut out chocolate forever, don't start cutting out chocolate now. If you can't cut out alcohol for the rest of your life, then don't cut it out now, right? Doing things to a drastic extreme, if you can't maintain it forever, is only going to be a matter of time before you backpedal, and it's usually backpedal and then some. So don't even bother, okay? Don't cut out the foods that you love. Don't do it, but also don't only eat the foods that you love. There should be some sort of sacrifice when it comes to your nutrition. Of course, I would love to eat cookies and my dairy-free ice cream and popcorn for most of my meals for the day. That sounds awesome, right? But at the end of the day, I know that's not going to help me feel my best, look my best, perform my best. None of that's going to work. So I'm not going to be cutting out those foods, but I'm also going to make sure that I'm eating them only in moderation. Okay. Do aim to eat a fruit or vegetable at every meal. It is so underrated. When you start to track macros, people get so sucked into a protein, a carb and a fat, which is great, but you forget and you neglect the micronutrients, the fruits and the vegetables. And those micronutrients are what goes into your body and allows it to function the way it needs to, to process the macronutrients. Basically, you can't utilize any of the protein that you're consuming unless you have the micronutrients necessary to break that down and use it. So it has to be a balance. So try to have a fruit or vegetable on your plate for every single meal. Don't assume a certain food is bad unless your body specifically has had adverse effects to it, right? Susie Q down the street doesn't like tomatoes because they cause inflammation unless you have had that same effect don't worry about it. Don't start writing off foods, can't have this, have to eat that. Like again, as I mentioned at the start, nutrition is so individualized that you need to make sure that your approach is for you, not some silliness that you read or something that someone told you, but for you specifically, okay? Do aim to eat around one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh about a hundred pounds, aim to eat around a hundred pounds hundred pounds, a hundred grams of protein every single day. If you weigh about 150 pounds, 150 grams of protein every single day, that should be a pretty one-to-one ratio. Do also aim to drink around one gallon of water daily. Notice how I'm saying around, you know, one gram per pound of body weight, around one gallon. It is very individual, um, but these are kind of general rules of thumbs. If you don't know how much water to drink, drink about a gallon. You don't know how much protein, how about one gram per pound of body weight? Okay. Don't drink a ton of water during your meals. This is a new one for me. This is a new piece of information. I used to think that drinking during your meals helps because it helps you stay full and satisfied and then you won't overeat. While yes, that could be true and effective for some people, drinking too much water as you're consuming your food um, actually dilutes your stomach acid and makes it harder to digest. So you have more discomfort or more bloating or more uncomfortableness because you're retaining a lot of liquid and fluid that's not helping you digest anything. 
So yes, take a few sips as you're chewing and, you know, washing your food down. That's fine. But you shouldn't be chugging water right before your meal or during your meal or even afterwards as well. Give that a little bit of time to space it out a bit. Next one. Don't sit behind a screen while you are eating. Your body, your brain, your digestive enzymes, everything needs to work in conjunction together to understand, hey, ho, hold on, she's feeding us. Cool, cool, cool. Here comes the food. All right, we're ready to digest. We got this. Let's start breaking this shit down. Let's digest. Let's use it. It has to know that that process is happening. And when you're glued behind a screen or you're on your phone or you're watching TikToks while you eat, your brain, everything that needs to send those signals to do that process is now distracted. And it's focused on the TikTok. And yeah, you're eating, you're chewing, you're swallowing, da, 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 da. But the actual biological processes that are taking place need your attention. So really, if you can, try not to sit behind a screen or be doing work or multitasking in that regard while you are eating. Give your attention to your food, okay? Next one, do pay attention to your fiber intake. As I mentioned earlier, uh, there is a too low and too high range. Females typically around 25 to 30 grams daily. Uh, males typically a little bit higher, around 30 to 40 grams even. There's, there's a range in there, but that's kind of a good rule of thumb uh, for most. Uh, next one is do make success easier. Me, personally speaking, bulk prepping my foods, that makes it easier to stay on track. That makes it easier not to reach into my cabinet right now and pull out the popcorn while I'm working. I know I've got popcorn, I'm going to eat it later, right? I already have it pre-logged in. Make success easier. If it's easier for you to stay on track with your meals when you're eating from home, eat from home. If it's easier for you to stay on track with your lunch when you're with your coworkers, if you pack your lunch, then pack your lunch. But you have to backpedal. That lunch is not going to pack itself. And you're not going to have anything to pack for lunch if you don't go grocery shopping and you don't prep the foods. Like This requires work. It requires effort. There is no amount of anything in life that's easy to do that has incredible benefits, right? There, there's not. It requires work. It requires effort. It requires you doing something differently. So make success easier. Find what days, what times, what moments you're like, oh, I did really good today. What made that day really good? Break it down. Reflect. Change things. Modify things. Pivot if you need to, but do those things more frequently. Next one. Don't keep quote unquote, trigger foods on hand at all times, anything where you know you're just going to go in on. Personally speaking, that for me uh, usually actually is popcorn. I freaking love popcorn. Um, some sort of popcorn or any like family size bag for a lot of people. It's much harder to control your portions and to eat in moderation when you have the world's largest bag of purple Doritos sitting there. Like you're going to tell me that you're going to reach in that bag and you're going to have one chip. No way. No way. Unless you are literally superhuman, that's not going to happen. And if you continuously keep those types of foods where you're like, I could never just have one, don't keep them around. Don't keep them around. You don't have to restrict them, but like have them around sometimes. Like when you go to the grocery store on a Sunday, don't always buy a bag of Doritos. The second your Doritos run out, don't go running to the store to replenish. Like give it a little bit of time. Those foods don't need to be so easily accessible if you have a hard time balancing and eating them in moderation. Okay. Next one is do eat about 80% whole foods. These are things that if you were to go search out in nature, you could probably find it. That's what can, that's, what's considered a whole food. If it's packaged up super pretty, all colorful, and it can be, you know, preserved on the shelf for six years. Yeah. Probably not a whole food, probably a lot more processed. So aim for at least 80% of your foods to be whole foods. Okay. Next one is do not drink uh, coffee or caffeine before your meals. I know we're all in the like, you know, pumpkin spice latte era of like, I need Starbucks the second my eyes flick open in the morning. No, you don't. Drinking caffeine like that on an empty stomach, similar to training fasted, has incredibly negative benefits to your body, your hormones, your metabolism, your cortisol levels. It's so bad for you. You need to be eating either with your coffee or before your coffee every single day. Again, once in a blue moon, if you're on the go and you woke up late and you're running out the door, fine. But like if you're grabbing a coffee to go, grab like a granola bar to go with you or a protein bar or an apple, grab something. So you should not be drinking caffeine or coffee like that before your food, before your meals. Okay, next one, aim to eat within one hour of waking up. So again, this is not the how long can I fast in the morning type of competition. That's so bad for you. And I see it on TikTok all the time with like, 
you know, you know, like those girls post like their, you know, day in the life or whatever. And they're always like so aesthetic. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I just get jealous. I'm like, your apartment is beautiful and you're beautiful. And your life is so aesthetic. Like it's awesome. But a lot of times they're eating their first meal at like 2 PM, like smoothie. I'm like, bro, that's not good. That's not good for your body, your health, your hormones. You need food after you wake up. Your body just fasted, just and just slept. And just because you're sleeping does not mean that nothing's going on, right? Your body's working overtime when you're resting. So much so that you have to be asleep for all of those things to happen. So when you wake up, you need to replenish, okay? So within an hour of waking up, try to eat something. Um, next one is do add volume to your meals with fruits and vegetables. A lot of times people wind up over consuming because they're not satisfied with the meals that they ate, uh, usually due to a lack of protein, but sometimes adding some volume to your foods um, by adding in extra fruits and veggies can be really helpful to just stay on track. And next and last is to just watch your liquid calories. Um, personally speaking, the only thing that I drink that has a calorie content to it, I usually just drink water, uh, is my coffee, whether that's coffee I make from home or Starbucks. I don't really do any sort of smoothies. I don't really do any like juices or drinks. And yes, that is a little bit of personal preference, but at the same time, like I'm not going to drink 300 calories and half of my carbs for the day in orange juice. Like to me, that's not worth it. Like, do I like orange juice? Sure. Will I have it from time to time? Yeah, of course. But like, I would rather eat a meal with all those calories and all those carbs than just like drink down some orange juice. So watch your liquid calories and just make sure you're not over consuming when it comes to things that you drink. Lots of do's and don'ts. Again, these are not the holy grail only options when it comes to picking foods, eating foods, habits around nutrition. But if you can make sure you are or are not doing quite a few of these things, I guarantee you're going to be much better off when it comes to your food, nutrition, habits, and just feeling a lot better through this. So again, I hopefully, hopefully this was helpful. And I also had someone ask a question um, with trying to come up with like a comprehensive list on bulking foods versus cutting foods. And the short answer there is there's no difference. The entire food log that I just read for myself for today could easily be the exact same food log that I eat when I'm bulking in just more quantity right? There's nothing that says I can't eat eggs when I'm bulking. I can only eat them when I'm cutting. I can't have green beans when I'm bulking. I can only have them when I'm cutting. Like foods don't belong in certain categories. Foods are fuel. And whether you're having a little bit of fuel because you're in a calorie deficit or a lot of bit of fuel because you're in a surplus, it's all of the same. The only thing that changes when I'm cutting to bulking is simply the quantities of each one. I'm still going to have my protein oats, whatever phase that I'm in. I'm probably still going to do some sort of ground turkey, corn, rice, avocado bowl in any phase that I'm in. It's just the amount of each ingredient is going to be amplified or cut down on depending on the phase and depending on how many macros I have to work with. So don't get caught up in the where does this belong, you know, what category goes for what food type of deal, because it really doesn't matter it all comes down to an overall consumption and amount for each thing. So just some tricky things. I know nutrition, like I mentioned, there's so much information out there and I do appreciate every single one of you trusting me and my craziness with the insight that I give you. But again, everything that I talk through is experience that I've gained um, either personally for myself, with my clients, with certifications, and I try to bring you just the realest, gross version of it rather than trying to sugarcoat and fluff around the fact that like, I don't go out drinking every night. Why? Because it's going to fuck with my body, like straight up, right? I don't go to fast food restaurants. Why? Because that is shit food that I don't want to put in my body. Whether you decide to do that or not is on you, but I'm going to give you the facts and the information so you can make the best, most educated decision for yourself and your progress. So nutrition is one hell of a beast when it comes to your health and fitness journey, but hopefully today's episode, hearing more so my meals, my do's and don'ts, and what I like to do to stay on track uh, is helpful for you and creating your plan for yourself. So thank you very much for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys next week.